everybody. It's KT. Uh, I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that I definitely appreciate uh, all of you guys uh, watching out for me, all your prayers and all your thoughts that you've had with me within this past week. Of course, you know, if you follow Talk It Out on any of the social media sites, I've been going through some things, some rough things. So I appreciate you guys and uh, continue to listen to the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Enjoy. And we are back with another episode. Thank you for listening to our last episode, Why Don't Men Like Strong, Independent Women? Um, of course, people disagree. Shocker, men at that. Um, <laughs> go and check that out. Let us know what you think. Comment, hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast, twitter.com slash talkitout underscore pod. Use the hashtag talkitoutpod for a retweet, and we will love you. We still have um, the the voting for the Best of Memphis Award. The link will be in the description. Hit us up. Click the link. Put in Talk It Out Podcast. And we'll give you a sticker when we see you in real life, if we ever do. Um, I think that's pretty much it. KT is here. And uh, we're, we're glad to have her. We, we love her. Um, Joy's here. And we're glad she's here because you never know. And uh, we're going to get, get, get ready to get into the conversation. All right. The first conversation. Terry Crews. Do we all know who Terry Crews is? Yes. From White Chicks, um, from Everybody Hates Chris. So he's been in the news because, you know, he was one of the few men, black men at that, that stood up and said, yo, I myself have been a victim of sexual harassment, sexual assault. Um, and, uh, he's talked about what happened. Like, I think he was like at a party or something like that. Some Hollywood exec grabbed his genitals, um, for, for a minute and he's gone out talking about it. And, um, a shocker, but not a shocker. Men have been, uh, making light of what's happening. They've been making fun of him. They've been saying, oh, you ain't no real man. Oh, you gay because if you was a real man and you were straight, then you wouldn't let no man touch you. You would have knocked that man out. You know, stuff like that. Um, So I want to hear your opinions of the response that Terry Crews has received uh, from from men. Are you surprised? I am surprised, but not. I'm surprised because I would have wanted somebody to say, oh, um, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. We need to go in and investigate this. It is, you know, handled like Hollywood blackball him or whatever. The guy that is accused or ask him his his for his side of the story, at least. But I'm not surprised as, on the other hand, because I feel like men are stupid. When it comes to that, when it comes to that kind of thing, I feel like they, if they, I feel like if they, they think that if they accept that it happened to Terry Crews, then oh my God, it could happen to them, and that's not something I would ever want to admit it could happen. Instead of saying, "Oh, you're you're really strong, dude," especially strong in your manhood to admit that this happened to you. Instead of going and thinking like that, most people probably shun away. And, most men probably shut away are like, no, not going to even entertain that thought because it could never happen to me. Mm, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I think that a lot of people 
have this uh, thought that, you know, oh, this could never happen to the men, this could never happen to men. But the truth of the fact is, is like, or the truth of the matter is, is that, like, it could always, it doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, you're, you don't identify like that, like, it doesn't matter at all. Like, rape, sexual assault, those things can happen to you regardless of who you are or how old you are. Um, but I, I think it's crazy that a lot of people are, like, not believing of him because of the fact that, you know, they're saying, oh, he's too big, he's too this, he should have punched him. Like, that's so problematic in his own sense. Like, well, it just throws back to the same old thought, well, she shouldn't have been wearing this or he shouldn't have been yeah. uh, doing these type of things. So it's rape culture. Yeah, it is. And here's here's an interesting question that came up on Twitter. Like, folks were like, if he was accused of sexual assault, do you think more black men would be defending him rather than him coming out against him? Like, he's getting, he's really getting, oh, like, 50 Cent then came out, made jokes about it, saying, oh, you must really like it. You know what I'm saying? Russell Simmons with his ugly tail over there got 17 women accusing him of rape. He over there laughing at it. And it's like, everybody making light of it, but... Do you think if the tables were turned, would it be more like, hey, we need to stand by these black brothers because you never know what's going on? What do you think, Joy? That's an interesting question. I think that if he was an accuser, I mean, if he wasn't an accuser and was the and was the perpetrator, then people would have said, oh, I can see him doing that. They would have automatically came out and judged him and said oh I can see that yeah he's such a big dude yeah he I know he did it I know he did it or they could have went the opposite way and said we need to stand by him he's been a pillar in our community blah 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 and I personally think because of his size and because of who he is he was gonna get judged either way it went but here's the deal Here's the deal. He actually wasn't a nobody guy. Like, he was a really, really powerful man, and that's what plays into it. Like that's Even worse. Yeah, that's part of the reason why Russell Simmons was like, hey, uh, you might want to drop this or, you know, just kind of forget about it because, like, him and the dude were cool. And so that, that, that puts another perspective into it because power plays into it. White, powerful versus a black man who is seen as more the aggressor, like, no matter what, I feel like it would have, it kind of would have played against them. Um, now, some people, some people may, um, some people may think different. Some people may think if the tables were turned, then um, Terry Crews was still, just like Joy said, it was like pretty much damned if he did, damned if he don't. Like, either way, he would have gotten, he would have gotten flack. Um, what do you think, KT? Oh, what do I think? Um, I would say that I feel like either way, like you just said, that he would have gotten flagged. Either, either, either way, like it doesn't matter as far as rape culture goes. Um, uh, there's always going to be a victim that's not being heard. There is always going to be um a a, a horrible. A uh, rape apologist that's going to stick up for someone who uh, is accused for rape. Even after, for instance, even after like Bill Cosby, we talk about him all the time. Even after Bill Cosby was a- accused and uh, 
literally admitted that he did it. People were still out here saying, oh, well, that's not Bill Cosby. That's not Bill Cosby. That's not Mm -hmm. Bill Cosby. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, the only thing that you can do is uh, still be a voice and listen to other people who have been put into that sexual assault types of situation. So that's what Talking House is for. Yeah. Rape culture is a biatch. Um, next topic. <laughs> Joe Jackson is dead. Okay. Some people are praising Shocker. Jesus. Some oh people my God. are like, oh my gosh, this is tragic. Me, it I'm kind of like, hey, he was old. Um, but oh. let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about something. This is this is serious though, because I, I think it's a very you. interesting conversation to have. Oh, Joe Jackson. He's praised because man, he he helped cultivate uh, he he brought to this world and helped cultivate one of the the biggest uh boy bands in American history one of the biggest male entertainer or the biggest entertainer in the world ever and like the second biggest or one of the biggest female entertainers ever in the world he helped bring them into the earth and he helped cultivate them and um in some ways helped bring them to that point so to some people, mainly the old elderly, the older folks that I've seen, they seem to be more like, hey, Joe Jackson, he may have done some stuff, but he did what he had to do. Look at the results of what happened. What do you guys think? Now, let, let me, let me um, educate some folks that may not know exactly everything. Um, so Joe Jackson, of course, he was he was a father to Michael and Janet and all the other kids. Um, during the course of um raising them and trying to also um cultivate them as artists, um, he pretty much beat them until they got it right. And while they were young, you know, introduced them and made them perform in situations that no kid is supposed to be in, uh, strip clubs, um exposing them to different lifestyles and women and stuff like that they probably shouldn't have been introduced to um they weren't allowed to call him dad he was kind of more just of a manager um even Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson said it got so bad that when they had when they were young they would talk about like man if 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 Joe died like we wouldn't even be mad like he 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 was that bad to mm. them, and like even when he they were older, um, Michael he not, he didn't really talk to his dad like that. It was it was a, it was kind of a messed up relationship. So what do you think? Do you think it was worth it? Do you think all of that stuff and it practically affecting them mentally all on, into adulthood was worth it? Because eventually they became the best entertainers in the world. Whoever. Mm, I want to say that that is, I think that can be subjective. Okay. Um, like, yes, okay, yes, they became biggest entertainers in the whole world. And, and like, they now have so many riches. Like, just think about how freaking rich they really are. Um, 
But at the same time, you can still be rich and still have, like, depressive thoughts or, Mm. like, just be really mentally messed up. And sometimes riches don't always make you feel better. You can be one of the richest people in the world and you can still commit suicide and things like that. So, like, I don't, I think that, uh, like I said, it's subjective. Like, yeah, it has its good parts, but also it has its bad parts as well. Like, I think one, on one hand, of course, if you push your kids to a certain point, they're bound to break, whether it's in childhood, adolescence, or adulthood. But I also think if parents do not push their children, then what are they for? You know, your parents are just are the my ideal of a parent is not just to just pop a baby out and just say, oh, well, I fed you and I put a house over your head. That's all I could do. No, if my child wants something, I'm going to make sure that they get it. And I feel like. If a parent, if a child says to a parent, hey, this is what I want to do, then it is the parent's job. It's if they are, you know, if they are, if they want to do something, sign them up for their acting class, sign them up for their um, soccer classes and their ballets and gymnastics or whatever they want to do, sign them up. And then I think it goes past that in this situation. It goes past that to say, he wanted to be a, a singer instead of just signing him up for singing lessons or something like that. Joe pushed them as children to perform, to rehearse, to do this, to that, to that. Every day, every night, they live, they eat, they breathe what he wanted them to do. Right, right. Okay, we understand the importance of pushing your kids. First of all, here's the problem. Like, that's what they said. Like, Joe Jackson, he used his kids more as, like, a meal ticket. Like, that was his way of, of getting out the hood and doing something. So, that, I think that's why he pushed them that bad. But that bad. was his family. For his family, but, though. That's no, just yeah, yeah he, but he had to push his own children to do that. Like, if you really trying to do something for your family, you do it. Like, why do you have to... But this is what the money is. This is what the ticket is. But, but that, that, worth that, that doesn't that's mean really it's right. Why should, your, why should your child have to be your meal ticket? What? Why should your child have to be your meal ticket? Say that one more time. Why should your child have to be (laughs) your meal ticket? Let me tell you something. Your child should not have to be your meal ticket. Okay. However, if your child comes to you and say, because I haven't heard this verse. I know he was supposed to be a bad father, but I didn't know like uh, to what extent, to the extent that you're saying. So this is all... Really, it's kind of new. I really never really cared enough to, you know, investigate. Mm-hmm. People, if the if the kids say, "Hey, I want to do this. Let's do this," then if you do something, you should do it. Now, at the end of your commitment, after your after you signed up and did that and rehearsed and said, "Oh, this is not for me anymore," then he probably should have said, "Okay, I can't force my children to do this. This is not what they want to do." But it's a difference between not wanting to do something. Like you just don't have a passion for it or a love for it and being a lazy child and saying, hey, I don't want to do this okay, anymore but look because at this. I have to work at it. Look at this, though. Like, but that's that's the thing. Like, where does it lie? Like, these kids were like five, six, ten, twelve, thirteen. And it's like, as soon as you get home, wait, 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 
what? I cannot wait, wait, be, wait, I cannot wait, 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 wait. Right. As soon as you get home, okay, we got to work. We got to do this. You got to do that. Like, that's what he said. Like, there was literally, they did not have a childhood. They could not be kids because literally they were the only way they could get out of the hood. Like, that's the way their father made it seem like. And so all the pressure was on them to be perfect. And that in turn, we can turn it back around to this conversation about, like, how does it affect children in the long run? That turns into why they grew up to be such perfectionists and Janet Jackson said now she's like suffering with depression and stuff like that and low self-esteem because she was she was forced to you know forced to be perfect and Michael Jackson that's why he was such a perfectionist because that was ingrained in him so it's like long story short these these people are are messed up mentally because of what they've been put through but because they are making mentally Okay, what's that? I was, I, I think I was, I, as I've already said on another episode, I was really forced to be the adult. But yeah. I think personally, had I been, maybe it's just me in this. I, like I say, I can, I my opinion is biased because mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to do with my life when I was little, and like I felt like I could do this. Like when I was watching. Uh, Raven Simone and Brandy and Tyena, I was like, yes, I could do this. This is what I want to do, and so. I felt like my mama should have done something and let me come home every day. But my mama was the type to say, oh, no, if they want you, they'll pay for you. You don't have to pay for anything. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But, you know, I, I think about the families who picked up and moved to, like, California to get their child opportunities and stuff like that. I wish my mama had done that. You understand what I'm saying? So I cannot be, I can't be, I'm biased. I can't be objective. Yeah, you, you are kind of biased. KT, um, well, let's talk about this. We, you know, we talk about childhood stars and why they always end up messed up. Like, there, wow. there has to be a correlation between it. There has to be a correlation between having to be the breadwinner of your family that young, having the spotlight forced on you that young, having to work that young, and not having a childhood and then being messed up when you when you older. Like, there has to be a correlation between that. And since we know, I mean, we don't know, but since I think there's a correlation between that, it's just a question of, is it worth it? Is the money, is the fame, is all of that worth it when when you get to the end of it? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I don't think it's you not worth it. You cannot afford no, it's not worth it. Oh, it's not worth it. It is not. I think it will be. I really don't think it is. Because I think, like... Even like my own mental health, it's not like my mom was out here like forcing me to go into the music industry or something like literally something as small as, um, you know, hey, you made an A, but you can do better and make an A plus like as far what? as my own mental health went like and how far that has affected me like as an adult, like I would not think it would be worth it at all because now I still have those same, I still think of that. Like I could be doing the best job that I could possibly do, but I always think, oh, well I could do better than this or I could do that. I can't imagine like having to be a child superstar and then having to go into adulthood and still project that same image and and have all of these woes on you and, and things like that, like even as a child. So, no, I don't think it would be worth it. Yeah, I'm biased. Don't ask me. Podcast world, ignore everything I said about this subject. <laughs> the last... <laughs> Segway. All right, the last thing we're going to talk about is a um, is a topic, is a, is a 
a thought is a in a point of view uh posted by d danielle who was on our show jesus loves hoes this i know um she's wonderful go check her out unfit christian okay so i posed this for the audience um the other day nobody commented <laughs> but we got like 34 likes so Haters. well i'm gonna I'm put this to y'all y'all listen carefully and i want to hear what y'all say i want to i want to know if you think it's valid or it's kind of like a reach okay all right this is what she says um what if getting whipped didn't help us turn out fine but instead taught us to be okay with oppression and marginalization what if our corporal punishment as children is what has made us so docile and accepting of the inhumane conditions of our adulthood? After all, whippings are a disciplinary measure to teach unquestioned and undiscerning obedience. Whippings were there to make us obey what our, what our parents said and did without question so that we could be grow so that we could grow up and obey cops, obey jobs, and obey systemic instructions and structures without questioning anyone's motives. Talking back earned us more lashings. Asking questions were and are a marked sign of disobedience. What if our parents inadvertently beat the resistance out of us that we now so desperately need? How will our obedience support us as the empire we were prepared to obey is falling. Did you get that? Oh my gosh. That made me cry, you guys. What? It really did because I'm thinking about it and the words that she used correlates into slavery. Yep. It kind of does. And I'm and I just thought about how black people mostly whip their children and whipping the way you said it because i never said whip whipping yeah we always just say whoop, whoop. get a whooping or you're gonna get your you're gonna get a switch to your tide or something like that and oh my gosh like that literally has tears in my eyes right now because like dang i just had an epiphany right here that being getting whoops you know how they always say being whoop is a black thing Mm, kind of yeah i think that you just look at the words whipping slavery masters whip the black mm-hmm. people oh my gosh my mind is blown up. sound effect i, I want to talk about joy being drunk i'm sorry <laughs> no we're talking about that later girl let's get this out the way we're not talking about that at all yeah we're talking about that later no, okay. So as far as what uh as far as what I feel about it, I think that it's true. Um we're taught from a young age like okay, I I don't remember what it was that I was watching or what it was, but anyway, basically you're taught from a young age like how to sit, how to talk, how to do this, how to do that. And it's like you are just conditioned to be into the society into the societal norm. Um, I feel like there, there's gotta be a way and like, this may be like revolutionary or whatever, but there's gotta be a way where we can teach our kids to be their own self and then also be a productive member of society that doesn't play into those societal norms of like, Hey, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this and you have to do that so that you're not deemed as quote unquote 
weird. Um, <laughs> a lot. Of, I, I, that's just kind of what I think because okay. it's like kids. A lot of these days, and even from my own experience, like because you were whipped or because you were, it, it doesn't even have to be spankings. It doesn't even have to be whoopings or anything. Like it could have just been a single word or things that were told to you, whether it's, um, Hey, whenever you're on your period, that's disgusting or something small, smaller than that, uh, that affects you as a child. And you, you grow up with those same fears, those same things. And so that's, yeah, that's just what I think about it. Um, I agree 1,001 million percent with, with this because this is something we talk about. Like, we talked about it with Miss Stacy Patton, Dr. Stacy Patton. Like, when you think about qualities that are revered in adults, if kids were to show those same qualities, we call them bad. So, being a, a free thinker, making your own decisions, being independent. Um, having your mind made up, being strong in your beliefs, all that stuff. If if a child is to, it's, if you tell a child, hey, come on, it's time to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Oh, that child's bad. Um, hey, uh, come over here and, um, and come over here and do this. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Or questioning you why do i have to do this why do i have to do that those things are 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 deemed disrespectful especially in the black community as far as what i've seen if a child is to say that then oh girl they is oh they is hard-headed they is bad they talk back they don't have no respect for authority but then we come along and when they turn 18 we expect them to have those qualities so it's like yeah, we, we do beat a lot of that stuff out of the kids. We do. And that's why a lot of us can become complacent and we see injustice and we feel hopeless because we've been taught to respect, a.k.a. to literally fear authority. So, yeah, that's why we're afraid of the cops. I mean, of course, I can kill you. But we, we, we're afraid to be revolutionaries for real. Like, we can talk a good talk, but when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, actually confronting these folks is scary to a lot of us because we we've never been able to do that before yep that's true gabby that is true 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 i think it's true but i also think like i think it's a difference between a whipping and then you know getting a little spank on the behind we're not gonna get into this conversation it is Let me tell you what's the difference. Let me tell you what's the difference. When a parent is whipping a child, that is to relieve them stress. But when a parent's like, like a, you know, you take your hand and you look, not angry, like, like, you know how you hit a little, hit a, like a one-year-old, no, 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 you tap, you tap and get their attention. No, no, that's not what you should do. You know what I mean? Yeah, y'all know what I mean. But how many parents and, do that? I don't want everybody who does that. Everybody does that. No, to their, no, no. To their big children? Oh, no, not to their That's big children. That's what I'm talking about. By the time they turn four, it's over with. Then it's real whooping. Get that belt. So, okay, so we're talking about, do you think millennials are more do- docile? 
not compared to anybody, but do you think we're docile when it comes to actually confronting um power no. structures? No. Okay. Millennials, no way. I think millennials confront everything. From the Remember, weather being millennials are from age twenty three to thirty five. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about well, I don't know about that. I can say I know people from ages like sixteen to age thirty. Well, just what I'm saying. I don't know about that's why I said I don't know about millennials. Keep up now. Oh, the people from sixteen to no. thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Y'all need to relax. Let's oh, go. y'all need to relax. We're not going to be mean to each other. We don't do that. We are only a positive podcast now. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but people from 16 to 30, I don't know, 35 maybe. I know a few. But 16 to 30, I can say that I think those people are more likely to be, you know, rebellious of how things are. Um they're more likely to question something. I think I, so for the most part, I do think millennials are not docile. I think we're just as docile as anybody else. Um, and I only say that because I think we're, we're kind of biased in the fact that we're only thinking of our own circle. Um, I, like, I mean, there were revolutionaries going revolutions going on during our parents' time, during everyone's time. So I, I don't think that we're, I don't think we're any more or less docile than our previous generations. I just think that because we're living in it now, we we are looking at it more often. I don't know. That's just kind of how I think. I think we're docile. Just for the simple fact that, like, I mean, yeah. Like, especially, like, when Trayvon Martin happened, when Mike Brown happened. Like, yeah, people were in the streets protesting. Some people were dealing with, you know, uh, you know, having canisters thrown at them, uh, Molotov cocktails thrown at them, all types of stuff. They were there in the streets doing it. But I feel like when it comes to, like, literally confronting these people, like, if somebody Mm -hmm. was to say, okay, Donald Trump is coming to speak at a rally, Let's all get together, go to a Trump rally, and heckle him while uh, surrounded by all these Trump supporters. I don't know if that many people would do it. I feel like people would be scared. I know I'd be scared. I know I'd be not scared, intimidated. What's heckle? I wouldn't be scared. I think I'd be real nervous or anxious. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. What's heckle? (laughs) Heckle means like he's saying something. You like, boo, you wrong, stuff like that. Oh, I would love to do that that would be so great i would videotape it and it'll go viral i'll be on ellen and the view i wouldn't go on uh yeah, i'll <laughs> i have to see it to believe it i in a would room, love to do in that in a room full she of trump supporters oh yeah just puts me alcohol up in it. If, <laughs> i'm not talking about that <laughs> Um, is it a room or is it like an outside setting no like he's at a rally like at like a stadium oh yeah it doesn't matter i'd be like boo i have i'll do it i get it i'd be like don't i have the free speech are you taking that away too we'll ask our audience what do you guys think do you think that millennials 25 to 35 or 
23 to about to about 35. Do you think that we are more we are docile? Do you think do you agree with Danielle's statement? Do you think that our parents pretty much whooped the revolutionary out of us? I think so. What do you think? Hit us up on social media, Facebook at Talk It Out Podcast, Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast, Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pot. Um, I think we got a story to tell. I think No, we don't. Uh, KT said something about I think she had like a, a story or something I, mm, is, uh, there, is, it, is, tale is it pertaining is it pertaining to me only no. or are we talking no, no, no. about I, you, oh. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a, a yarn concerning uh, Joy and like some shenanigans no, that went on a couple days nope. ago the bad podcast world right, so, uh, uh, I don't on know on the date of what What was yesterday what was or the day before yesterday no it was on Saturday no Oh, it was on Saturday. What was Saturday? Okay, on the date of the 28th, uh, we decided we would take a little trip uh, in celebration of me and uh, kind of just because. And so we took a little trip over to Dave, or not to Dave and Buster's. We actually went to another place first. And uh, we actually got Joy a little drunk. Joy only had two drinks. Dos. <laughs> Me, but it was a mix, guys. First of all, no, I wasn't drunk. Us, she told us, hey, this is going to be bad. I, I never get drunk. Oh, I yeah, can't. girl. I never get drunk. It's like a lot to get me drunk. I, I was don't. like, oh, okay. She I got don't. it. She got uh, it then. You know. Yeah. I don't. It was, guys, let me tell you. Joy was a hoot. A hoot nanny. You could not tell her nothing. We told her, hey, don't you dare tell that woman about her hair. What did Joy go and do? Try and tell that woman about her hair. It but was I like, didn't. It was real close. <laughs> oh, guys, it was a wreck. It was a whole you wreck. guys, I wasn't. Let me tell you the truth. She was the loudest person at Dave and Buster. You could hear her among all the commotion, screaming, hollering. No. We told her to stop screaming. What she do? She, I, I said, you, I can hear you all the way over there. She said, oh, let me walk over there and tell me if you can hear me from over here. And so then she went all the way across the thing and just screamed at us. I did do that. <laughs> however, however, I was being funny, not drunk. Okay, that's just the difference. Mm. Secondly, secondly, podcast world, do not believe them what they say about your girl Joy. I did not get drunk. What happened was there was a mixture of brown and clear, and <laughs> I had a light wobble in my head. That's all. Okay. Um, that wobble lasted about a good 20 minutes. The lies. The lies. That's it. That's it. I got out of the car. I could still function. I could still walk. I could still <laughs> Barely. She, she ran into a curb and she was walking. I did not. I am naturally clumsy, okay? KT had to hold you up on the way to Dave and Buster's. Do not do me. Do not. You were leaning. And then when we got inside that, you over there slurring your speech, me. leaning on the counter. Do not. Goodbye, podcast. I'm hanging up. This is true. Goodbye, podcast, bro. I just, is I was. No, no, no. I was, I was, I it was just interesting to see her in a different setting, in a different environment. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Even though, you know, you were about to leave you a couple times. That's it. Okay. Well, um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. Um, thank you again, everybody, for the support. Thank you for always listening to us. Thank you for sharing us with your friends. Um, this has been a big month for us as far as growth and listens and support. Um, 
so thank you we obviously couldn't do it without you guys our two-year anniversary is coming up this month i don't know what we're gonna do we gotta get together and figure out because i want us to do something special for it um we'll fill our faces uh how about nah yeah all right yeah don't forget to vote for us for the best of memphis anybody else have any announcements before we go follow joy on twitter at joy's underscore just her see i had that ready this time you guys uh we're gonna wrap it up y'all uh uh, this has been your girl, Gabby. And Joy. And Kate. And this has been Talk It Out Podcast. And we're out. Talk it out. Talk it out.